it's very rewarding to see faces again and, and see smiles and being able to say celebrate some of the wins that we've had in the last little while and just getting a feeling of an atmosphere you know with the organization and with the with the team that people are happy to be there and happy to help each other and wanting to help each other and wanting to to work together and to engage I and mean, that's that's success Welcome to the Joe Momo Presents podcast. This is the Calgary Leader Series. Let's start the show. I'm really excited to have my next guest on the podcast. He's the president and CEO of ILF Canada. He leaves. He leads the Canadian division. Um, welcome to the podcast, Mike LaRue. Thanks, Joe. Nice to be here. Awesome. Yeah, let's just jump right into it. Let's. Uh, for the listeners that don't know who you are, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do. Sure. So I am the uh, the current president and CEO of ILF Canada. Uh, so ILF Consulting Engineers is a uh, global uh, international uh, engineering consulting firm with uh, with roots in Austria and Germany. It is a privately held company, a family-owned company that's been around for uh, about 52 years. And... Uh, Really has its uh, its roots in the the pipeline engineering world, and uh, but has uh, service offerings across a number of different uh, different sectors. So, um, so yeah, I lead the Canadian operations. We have about 150 people here in Calgary, Alberta, and uh, we've executed projects uh, all across Canada. So happy to be here. Awesome. Well, happy to have you here. Uh, so perhaps maybe you could dive in into your career journey, I always like to say there's always golden nuggets in people's uh, career arc, a career journey. Um, obviously, you've held various roles within the industry. Uh, so yeah, how about you just let us know how you got to your current role? How was that journey like? I mean, I definitely took the the path less traveled, I guess. Um, I actually started my... Uh, so, you know, if we go back, you know, before my professional career, I worked in the trades for about 10 years. And, uh, and then returned to university uh, as, a, as a mature student and um, ended up uh, coming to Calgary in, in 2008 and starting in a, with, a, with one of the major EPC companies here in Calgary as in a pure technical role and worked there for oh, about four years and then got picked up to, to join a startup engineering company in 2012. And uh, with the founder, uh, you know, leading that uh, leading that charge, I think I was the third full time employee, uh, something like that. And uh, the company grew to forty or fifty people. And uh, at that time, we were we got acquired by ILF in twenty fourteen. And uh, then I held various roles within ILF as a project manager, project engineer. Uh, after I finished my MBA in 2017, I got promoted into a, an executive role. And then, uh, then I was asked to uh, lead the Canadian operations in 2020. So it's been, uh, it's been a, a wild ride, certainly being part of a startup. And then, you know, an acquisition from a, you know, from a European company that, that, that certainly had a, some, some big learning, uh, big learnings there. And, uh, but it's been exciting. It's been fun. Absolutely. I mean, you, you mentioned crazy ride. What's, what sort of resources or uh, things 
helped you along your path that uh, you, I mean leadership in uh, startup world is a, is a crazy endeavor. So what sort of things ha- has helped you along along your along your path? Well, I mean, the biggest thing, you know, when, when you're dealing with a, with a startup company and, and being involved in the startup is, uh, you know, I didn't actually know what I was getting into, you know, to be, to be completely honest. And uh, so, you know, jumping into the startup was uh, uh, with a young family was something that, uh, you know, if hindsight was 2020, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> it was, you know, it was a pretty, it was a pretty stressful time. That's for sure. And uh, um you know, but the biggest thing is to make sure that you have a good sounding board and a good support system, you know, both personally and professionally to make sure that, um, you know, you've got ways to, um, to, you know, to cope in a healthy way. Um, cause there's certainly unhealthy ways to try to cope with some of that stress and, uh, and making sure that you've got some mentorship and, uh, and people to bounce ideas off of along the way. Uh, certainly it's critical in, in getting through that. So, I joke that you know I, I did my MBA at Queens in 2017, but I kind of make it make joke to call jokes to colleagues that I I did two MBAs before that. One was the startup world, and then getting acquired and going through an acquisition, <laughs> uh, especially from an international company. Uh, it's it certainly uh, there. There's things that they don't teach you at uh, at business school that uh, that that you learn, uh, you know, the, the hard way or, or or through experience. So. Mm-hmm. The school of hard knocks for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things you mentioned was mentors. Uh, I see that you're a professional mentor at the UFC Grad Students Association. Uh, for those looking to find a mentor, or let me rewind. Did you have a mentor in your in your path in your in your journey? Yeah, I had a mentor in uh, when when I first came in as an engineering uh, as an engineer in training. Um, I did have a mentor, and that mentor actually is the one that started the uh, engineering company uh, that I ended up joining. So, you know, went from mentor to to, to you know to, to bigger boss, and uh, you know, and carried me along to that journey. Uh, the relationship obviously changed when we got into the startup, but uh, and then after that, the mentorship was a little bit spotty. You know, um, didn't didn't have as much as I probably. Could have used uh, during some of those uh, more stressful times, uh, but uh, certainly now I've got a good network of people that I can lean on for uh, you know, for mentorship as we as we uh, navigate the ebbs and flows of uh, of the industry, especially through the last uh, two or three years. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of uh, the industry, I, I see that. Uh, one of the things that you're passionate about is the energy transition. Uh, maybe you can mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about what uh, ILF is doing in that area for renewable energy or the en- energy transition in general. Yeah, globally, we've been involved in the energy transition, you know, for probably going on 15 or 20 years with solar and, and uh, especially solar projects um, in, in the Middle East and other parts of Europe. Uh, you know, the, the Canadian footprint and the Canadian operations have been very oil and gas focused since we started here uh, in Calgary uh, 10 or 10 plus years ago. And um, what we're looking at right now uh, in, in our Canadian operations is uh, about a year ago, we put together our Energy and Climate Protection Group for Canada, uh, which exists in other offices, uh, other ILF offices. And what that group is focused on is primarily on carbon capture storage and, and hydrogen um, and the, the development of hydrogen hubs and the, the hydrogen uh, economy that is certainly being talked about a lot right now. So 
Um, we are a gold sponsor of the Canadian Hydrogen uh, Conference that's in Edmonton in two weeks, and we'll be leading the uh, the technical presentations for hydrogen uh, transmission, um, specifically pipelines. Our vice president of Energy and Climate Protection here in Canada, Nima Gazi, will be uh, will be leading that. So uh, if anybody's in Edmonton, I don't know. Well, I don't know when this uh, podcast will be live. We might be missing it, but uh, anyway, um, that's the uh, you know we're we're set, we're definitely involved in uh, you know in that in that space in the hydrogen CCUS space. Um, we also have a big global presence when it comes to pump storage power, and we'll be uh, you know. Ex- announcing a, a pretty exciting partnership with another Canadian engineering company here soon uh, to deal with um, pump storage power offerings across Canada. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that, um, you know, we're passionate about. Uh, we're passionate about sustainable development goals and uh, making sure that, uh, you know, those are, those are implemented and, and considered across our, our business and, and how we, how we influence our clients on those, uh, on those topics. And um, certainly, um, you know, the one thing is that, uh, you know, I think everybody has to, that I, I don't think we have, you know, good alignment on across, you know, political stripes or industry is, is how long this is going to take. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's my view that the energy transition is not, a, is not something that's going to happen in somebody's political mandate. This is a, a multi, likely a multi-generational transition. And, uh, and it's going to, take different it's going to it's going to show itself in different ways and it's going to have a few pivots and it's 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 going to be dynamic and uh and it's going to be interesting and exciting oh, absolutely uh one of the other things that i speaking of passion one of the other things i've noticed i follow your content on linkedin you post a lot about leadership and goods good qualities of leaders uh from from your perspective what sort of unique skills um, are do good leaders have or maybe perhaps what sort of unique skills do you have as a as a great leader yourself i guess that's a bit of a tough one i mean in terms of what what i like to to see from leaders and and what i like to i guess um, make sure my team's empowered to do is is make decisions on their own and understand the objectives and frameworks that they're working under i i, I micromanagement will will completely destroy your your team's uh you know ability to want to work and want to and, and you know and motivation so um, I'm, I'm really big on making sure that everybody knows you know what the end goal is and that they know what the tools are at their disposal to work towards that end goal and uh, making sure that we're just all aligned in in our vision and uh and and executing on our strategy so that's that's the big thing um and then just you know check-ins and support and, and making sure that, um, you know, people know that, uh, you know, that they can be vulnerable and that they can be, uh, you know, that they can speak the truth and then not have to worry about, um, you know, overreactions or, 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 you know, unreasonable uh, consequences or anything like that. It's very much, you know, let's, let's attack the problem. Let's figure out what the best solution is for our clients, for our people or whatever the, whatever the challenge that we have in front of us and uh and move on it's uh, it's you know under making sure that we're all working off the same uh off the same why and, and the same proposition that way so no, absolutely i like to say that uh good leaders work for their 
uh, employees or team and puts them in the positions to win and making sure, making sure everything's aligned rather than the other way around where the team's working for the leader. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, but I'd love to get uh, your take. What's maybe one common myth about leadership that you wish would be uh, debunked? Oh, um, I, I guess that it's in some way glamorous or glorious. I, I don't, <laughs> I, it's, it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging. It's, it's difficult. It's, uh, it's also highly rewarding and, 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 and very, uh, very fulfilling if, you know, when you get the wins and when you, you know, when, when you think or see results of, of a, of a culture moving in the right direction or improving, uh, you know, rebuilding teams, you know, rebuilding relationships, um, or, or building relationships and, and new relationships and getting, uh, you know, and, and getting some, getting some wins, um, you know, winning, winning as a team and, and, and seeing the team enjoy the the fruits of their labor uh, is certainly uh, extremely rewarding. Um, but yeah, there's, there's certainly a lot of, uh, yeah, it, I don't consider myself somebody that seeks out any, any of the, um, I like the team to, to enjoy the win. I, I really don't, care about taking the the spotlight it's it's you know the team takes the win so no i like that i like uh putting your team front and center and then i'm just or we're just working in the background making sure everything is uh, running smoothly and making sure everybody is aligned and in a position to win essentially like you said yeah uh, sort of already touched on this but I, I'm, I'm just curious what what does uh success look like to you whether it be professionally or personally well i mean on, on the personal front um you know making sure that those that are close to you um are getting all of you when you're present uh you know that's something i had to learn the hard way through uh you know through the ups and downs of, uh, you know, of startups and the stressful times at work, uh, really making sure that, you know, your, your kids or loved ones are, are getting the best you in your home and, uh, and then just making sure that you're present and, uh, and, and, and fully engaged in, in the goings on in your, in your personal life. So, um, so being able to do that and shut down and, and close off the, the outside world, um, uh, when your home is, is, is a huge success and, and then there'll just be many successes that will come from that uh, on its own um, professionally i mean you know i i i'm i love the team that we have right now and uh you know it's it's exciting to starting to start to get back into the office and and see people again and um you know we're, we're implementing our back to office plan right now and uh it's it's very rewarding to see faces again and, and see smiles and uh, and being able to uh, say celebrate some of the wins that we've had in the last little while and uh, and just getting a feeling of an atmosphere uh, you know with the organization and with the with the team that people are happy to be there and uh, happy to help each other and wanting to help each other and wanting to to work together and to engage I and mean, that's that's success. Um, you know, and obviously client success should just organically come from that. And, and, and so that's the, that's the big, uh, that's what success looks like to me. So. I really love the uh, personal success, trying to making sure everybody, the closest people around you are, have fully, 
fully you. Um, I know sometimes that's hard when you're a leader or like you said, in startup uh, business mode, uh, there's just so many fires all the time. You just want to put them all out and just work 24 seven, but it's also important to have that work, work life balance and uh, be, be mindful of the others, other people around you. So uh, I really appreciate that uh, comment there. Um, for, for you, what's, uh, what's maybe something that you've read or listened to that's really inspired you? Um, you know, some of the more recent, uh, leadership, um, speakers that I've really enjoyed. Uh, I mean, Simon Sinek is, is, you know, uh, the top of everyone's list, although I, I think, you know, his runway, uh, you know, I think he, I think. I think his message is evolving and I think there's some new, some newcomers there. They're taking it to the next level as well. Um, you know, I do love Brene Brown uh, in terms of, you know, her, her uh, talks on vulnerability and, and, and the power of that. I think that's something that, uh, you know, is still not really fully appreciated, uh, you know, at not only with, with leaders, but when we're talking about integrated teams with clients, uh, that's not, you know, it's very, it's, we're, we're still seeing at the early stages, I think with clients where they appreciate how productive and how much more successful projects will be when, you know, when people are laying their cards out on the table, as opposed to a, a lot of, um, you know, gatekeeping and, and maybe, uh, I don't know, power imbalance is the right, uh, is the right word. But, um, you know, I, I think that's something that is, is starting to, to come into play on project teams. And, and I think that's going to lead to some tremendous successes, uh, you know, across how we work with clients and, and, and help our clients achieve success in their, in their projects. So. One of the authors you mentioned, Simon Sinek, I'm actually a, a big fan of his. Uh, one of the books I've uh, read of his was Start With Why. Um, yeah. And that's obviously a very popular book amongst uh, business folk and others. But uh, I'd be curious, what's uh, what's Mike's why? What's Mike's why? Um, I mean, I really like seeing others be successful and and you know developing developing. I don't know if talent is the right word, but helping people be successful in their career. And, and even if that means that I'm losing people because they've moved on to something bigger or better, they're, you know, carrying out their vision. I'm just happy to be part of whatever foundation that they built that has made them want to go to the next level or, or, or some kind of change that's going to be, you know, more beneficial to them. Um, you know, that's in, in consulting, you tend to be, um, a training ground at times for your clients, um, you know, it, and, uh, and that's typically where, you know, it, we would have the, the, the highest amount of turnover as people moving from consultant to the, to the client side of the business. And, um, and so, you know, that, that happens sometimes. And then it also happens when you're, uh, you know, you've got internal, uh, you know, internal promotion and things like that, where, where people are moving up. And so just, again, happy to see, um, you know, people be successful in their careers and people be successful and, and enjoy what they do. So that's, that, that's a, a really big part of it and being able to mentor and support people. I mean, I'm, like I said, my journey has been very different than most. So I can bring a perspective that is, um, is going to be pretty unique 
I think, compared to uh, others that, you know, did the very, you know, the very prescribed, you know, you graduate from high school at 18, you go to university for four years, you get your first professional job at 23, you, you, you know, like that whole formula, right? I, I didn't do that. So um, I've got a lot of very different, um, I guess, um, opinions or, or uh, views that I can provide to help people. So you'd mentioned consulting is very dynamic, whether it be moving over to the client side or uh, taking on various projects. And you've mentioned yeah, you have lots of nuances in your journey because it's not very conventional. Uh, so anybody looking at maybe some listeners are wanting to be go into the consulting industry, what sort of advice would you give them? Maybe one piece, uh, key advice would you give them if they wanted to pursue a career in consulting? I, I would say be open-minded. And if somebody, you know, asks you, are you interested in X, Y, Z, just say yes. Cause you have no idea if you are, or you aren't, if you, unless you've done it. And, um, you know, the the good thing about consulting is you get bite you get bite sized pieces of of a ton of different things, and then at that point you can choose whether or not you want to be a subject matter expert or you just want nothing to do with it, um, and and so being able to take bite sized pieces of of different topics of of different disciplines uh, or sub disciplines you know depending on what you're doing, um, you know I, I think. It can give somebody's skill set tremendous depth, and so you know the advice would be always say yes. You know, if somebody asks you if you're interested in doing something, uh, especially when it comes to the practical application of what you're doing. If somebody, if you, if you've got an opportunity to go to the field, to go on a construction site, to go to an international location, um, I, I'm a big believer in in seeing how things are done elsewhere in the world. And then, so any of those opportunities that come up, um, say yes. I like that. Just say yes. Just take on new opportunities, new, new challenges. And I think that's how you grow as an individual. Uh, I like that. Just say yes. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, only have a couple more questions here for you, Mike. Um, sure. One thing, one thing I wanted to ask was, what's maybe something that you're most curious about right now? It could be both professionally or, or uh, personally. Oh, I mean, there's so much going on in the world right now to be curious about um, how fast policy for energy transition is going to get rolled out and, and really curious about how different regions of the world are are applying it and incentivizing um, the, the low carbon economy. Um, you know, really curious about how that's being done across the board and, and, and the nuances. It's a, it's a massive undertaking to try to understand that it's but i i think that's that's something that uh i wish i could distill that in a, in a matrix and, and understand <laughs> without what that looked like um so i'm really curious about that uh and then just you know what what's the next black swan event that we're going to see that that you know pushes us to the next level or pushes us to the next plateau of of whether it's development, whether it's it's technology uh, implementation, AI. I mean, there's there's so much going on that you know feels like it's on the on the cusp of a breakthrough. So it's uh, it, it's you know that that's fascinating to watch, and uh, and, and you know 
how disruptive and and where the disruption is going to occur, you know, is also fascinating. So, yeah, there, I mean, there's there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot to be curious about right now. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I I hear you. <laughs> lots of yeah. innovation and um, yeah, the future. I think the future is bright. I think there's lots of interesting things on the go and on the horizon. So, um, like you said, there's lots to be curious about. And one thing I'm always curious about whenever I have a guest on the podcast, uh, you, you'd mentioned that you're leading 150 plus employees. Uh, so I'm sure you get lots of questions, but uh, what's maybe one question that you never get asked that you wish you would be asked? What happens if I do it this way? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody comes to me and, and, and instead, of, instead of saying, you know, I don't know what to do or... Can you help me figure out? It would be, you know, I, I don't get asked very often what would happen if we do it this way. And, and that's one of my favorite questions to ask my team. What if, suppose, you know, can we, you know, to, to try to, I guess, extract different ideas? Uh, I'm probably the stalest person on my team <laughs> because I don't get maybe challenged in the same way that, that my, you know, that I, challenge the team so i think that's that would be that i think that would be good to have people ask me what if Mm, i like that just the outside of the box thinking i think that's what uh, drives innovation as well what's maybe something that you're proud of that we haven't touched on in interviews so far well i mean I'm, i'm extremely proud of how uh how resilient our team has been throughout the pandemic um it's been extremely challenging to uh, stay engaged, you know, keeping the team engaged to stay, you know, on top of project deliveries, to stay on top of the the, the home balance and, and dynamics going on there. So I'm extremely proud of how the team has you know, responded over the last couple of years to those challenges. Um, you know, we were in a very fortunate position that we secured quite a large backlog as we entered the pandemic. And so we actually were adding uh, a lot of people um, during the early stages of the pandemic. And uh, that provided some pretty significant challenges to, you know, to the organization and to some of the teams as we had to, you know, in, invent, you know, new processes on the fly. And, uh, and I mean, we weren't alone. I mean, that was everybody. Um, but just extremely proud of the resilience of of the team and uh, and the uh, and how we were able to uh, you know still still deliver. So mm-hmm. I, I love that. Where uh, where can our listeners connect with you online if they want to uh, pick your brain or just uh, connect with you? LinkedIn is the best place. Um, uh, like you say, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn with. Uh, with postings and uh, I'll, I'll respond to messages uh, directly. So uh, unless, unless you're a robot and then I will <laughs> probably ignore you, but, um, but yeah, LinkedIn is the, is the best, is the best way to connect and, uh, and reach out or you can also go to the ILF Canada webpage and uh, there is an inquiries email there for general inquiries. If, you know, if you're, if your questions happen to be, you know, commercial or project in, na- in nature, you can, you know, we can definitely connect through uh, through that general mailbox as well. So, 
Awesome. And I'll put those uh, links in the show notes, guys. So make sure you go reach out uh, to Mike if you have any other questions. Well, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast, podcast Mike. Um, yeah, I, I think you shared lots of valuable insights into leadership and also the industry as well. And I uh, really appreciate that. Well, thanks for having me, Joe. Awesome. And I like to end the podcast since it's a leadership podcast with one last question. Um, so my last question to you, Mike, is what does being a leader or leadership mean to you? It, it, to me, it means ensuring that everybody, you know, in, in, in my span of control or, or sphere of influence or whatever you want to call it, be it clients, be it uh, our employees, our staff, have everything they need to be successful that we're, that I'm giving them, uh, you know, a hundred percent of what I can to, to win and, uh, and to deliver what, what I've said to other clients before is that you know, I, I want to make sure that you have what you need to look good. And we're happy to be in the background, you know, making that happen. And then our team internally is celebrated and, and rewarded for that. So that's, you know, that's, that's what, that's what it means for me. Hi, I'm Mike LaRue and you're listening to Joe Momo Presents. Thanks again for watching the Joe Momo Presents podcast. For more episodes, check out joemomo.com slash podcasts. All right, see you next time.